podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Melinda, Jamie and Andy. How is everyone? All right, mate. Good, yeah. You? Yeah, all, all good. Me, Melinda, how are you? I mean, mixed emotions, are you sit- really. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you sitting comfortably for this podcast? Have you got a I drink? hope I, I hope everyone's got a nice little brew in their hands because yeah. buckle up, we're going to be yeah. here for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Andy, how are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm not doing well, thanks, mate. You good? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, just a very angry Evertonian. I think we all are. At the moment, it's been a chaotic week in the world of Everton. It's getting new stories every single day. But I just want to, me and Jamie done like a quick podcast last week, but hardly any information. It was basically a couple of hours after the news that came out that Everton had been deducted 10 points effective immediately. So, Melinda, I'll come to you first. Just give us your initial reactions of where were you and how did you feel at the time when you heard what had happened to Everton last Friday? Well, I was at work. Shocker. I know we're all shocked about that. Um, <laughs> but um, I honestly thought at first, because I had seen it just, you know, things on Twitter and I thought, oh yeah, okay. You know, there's been those blog accounts, isn't there on Twitter? And they were joking about there'll be like the, the point deduction and blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, our group chat um, was saying that, you know, there might be an announcement coming soon. And I was like, oh my God, this is actually happening. Like, this is real. I didn't think anything would, would come of it, to be honest with you. I, I really didn't think they had that much. I mean, I, I like, you know, I admit it. Hands are up. I know we made a mistake. Like, I'm not saying we didn't. And we'll get into the nitty gritty of it before. But it's not like we didn't try to help ourselves. Like, we did try to seek help for the problem that was caused. And um, I just really didn't. I didn't think that was extremely unfair and very, very um, just ridiculous, in my opinion. Um that was my initial reaction when I, when I saw the official, you know, statement and I, you know, the club Everton had released the statement um, and then looking at the premier league table and we'd actually dropped to 19th. And that's when it hit me. Like, you know, it was like a stone in my stomach and I thought, Oh my God, this actually happened. What the hell? It just felt like such a slap across the face. Like, like this is literally the biggest concern from a Premier League football club right now, this Everton making one one mistake, that's their biggest concern. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's bullshit. Sorry for my sorry for no, part of my listen, French, but it's absolutely today. It's bullshit. Yeah. Don't worry about swearing today. I'm not bothered to I think it's all warranted today, to be honest with you. Uh Andy, I mean, me and Jamie were talking last week and you're you're quite you and Melinda actually are really positive. I think you are positive as well, Jamie. I think these two are the ultra-positive ones when it comes to Everton. But me and Jamie were saying when we had that news last week, I just said to him, I don't know if I can be asked anymore. I just like, oh, what's the point in this anymore? We're just fighting a losing battle. Did did you have that same feeling? Just talk us through your feelings when you got the news last Friday. No, I was just, I was just raging, to be honest, mate. Um, I think... I think we're all probably at the same place now, but when you initially hear it, you're all like, because it's such, such high in emotions, you all take it, we all take it different ways, don't we? Like some of us feel absolutely gutted, it's a punch in the stomach. 
uh, obviously, as you just described there, Paul, but I skipped the first few stages of uh, grieving. I went straight to just being absolutely furious. Um, like, obviously, as we go through the pod, mate, you've got some really good points that we're going to raise, and I'll, I'll expand a little bit more there, but it's just, yeah, it's just absolutely scandalous. Um, like, every angle you look at it from, it's a fucking joke. And, you know, but the worst thing is, is Everton have actually tried, Everton have gone to the Premier League and gone, look, this is where we've gone wrong. We know we've got it wrong. What can we do to work with you, get ourselves out of this? And the Premier League have said, yeah, no worries. We'll, we'll oversee things that you're doing. We do all that. And then they change rules midway through. Like if we've not already got enough to contend with and end up missing by 19 and a half million, which over three years in, you know, Obviously, it's an, an amount of money we'd all have in our bank account, but in the modern day football, it's a paltry amount. Um, so yeah, mate, it's just uh, it's just an absolute scandal. Yeah, Jamie, almost a week on me to add a little bit more time to process. As I say, it's a fast moving story. New reports coming out every day, rumors and other people making stuff up and things that you just you're reading and you're like, what? You'd have to reread it again because you're like, how is this even possible? How are you feeling almost a week later? Um. Rejuvenised more towards Everton than I am anything else. Last week, obviously, it was always like, what's happening? What's going on? Can't believe they've done this to us. But a week on them, these were probably the same. I'm a bit like, sorry for swearing again, but fuck them. Yep. Um, and I'm going to be a bit like, you've backed us into the corner and just going to stand with Everton now, mate. Well, fortunately, we're going to unite as well, aren't we? Yeah, that's it, mate. I mean, my initial reaction last week was to blame Everton <laughs> instantly because I just thought, oh, God, we've been foreshadowing it. Is that a word? That's a word, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That this has been coming for a while. And I just, uh, so I just blamed Everton instantly. But after everything that's come out, uh, like Andy said before, I, I was convinced that Everton were like 300 million over what they were supposed to be. But 19 and a half million, okay, you still broken the rules, but it was just like, is that it, really? It was just. It just didn't make any sense to me. But this report has claimed that Everton gained no sporting advantage. So why then have the independent panel and the Premier League given Everton a sporting disadvantage by by deducting 10 points from them? Now, I listened to another podcast, Talking the Blues with Yes, get on it. It's, it's, a, it's a really good podcast. And he was, he's read the full report. And it, they this independent panel basically said that hitting Farhad Mashiri in the pocket would wouldn't do anything to him because he he's got that much money. So they decided to give us a sport and punishment and basically just it's the fans who suffer from a sport and punishment. So what is going on? Yeah. I'll stick with you, Jamie. What what is going on? Why why would they give us a a sport and sanction for a non sporting advantage? Does that make uh, sense? yeah, no, to make ripples, mate. To to shock the world basically. I think um as he said, as the report says, if he was to give Mishiri a fine, we'd all probably go, oh, yeah, all right, you deserve it. I think we can't, can't go away from that, that we actually have broke the rules. So fine, we did yeah. we did deserve to be punished in some way, not this way, but if it was to come out that they give, give him a £10 million fine or whatever it was, we'd all sort of go, well, yeah, you broke the rules. Um, you, you've run us into the ground, so you deserve it. But to give us, to hit us, which that's all it does, you know, ten point. You're going on the. You're saying that you're not going to give Mishiri it because it'll it won't affect him. Giving him a ten points won't affect him. He doesn't care. 
him looking at Everton in 19th, he won't be bothered because he'll just go to 777. Just don't fancy buying this and he go, yeah, he's done, he's sad. The only people that suffer from this punishment are us for everybody else, Dice and the players. And I just, the only reason I've done it is to show Durant basically look how strong we are, look how strong we are, look what we can do. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly just feel like, um, and like people listening to this could be like, oh, like she's just being a typical Evertonian, like where, oh, poor me. But I honestly feel like we we hit a turning point as a club and a fan base and we were sort of pick up points. We were getting wins on the bounce and it felt amazing. And it's almost like they've gone, hmm, okay, they're doing a little too well. They got a little too much happiness, a little much too much, a little too much confidence. Let's just knock off 10 points. Like that's, I know like it sounds like I'm overreacting, but that's honestly in that, in the moment, that's what it felt like. Cause we were doing so well. We were finally united. I felt as a fan base and we were, had the faith in Deitch and we were having the faith in the players and it felt like that magic was back in a way you know and then this happened it's just like okay we worked so hard so bloody hard for those 10 points and then they've just took them yeah ridiculous I think it's important as well because you see a lot of fans online or the fans of other teams you think you know we, we, we don't know as Everton. We don't think that Everton have done anything wrong. We're fully aware that we know Everton have broken the rules here. Absolutely. There's, there's no getting away with it. I mean, it's just... But Everton have gone to the Premier League early and said, listen, we're in danger of going over this threshold of 105 million here. Can you help us out? And they've basically had someone marking the homework. So for them, then the independent panel and the Premier League to give us the harshest punishment going, it's just... It just reeks of corruption, doesn't it, Andy? Would you agree with that? Yeah, we're basically we're we're paying the price for a corrupt, self-serving organisation. Whether it be UEFA, FIFA, the Premier League, the FA, like the stories going back the last thirty years that how they can be bribed, how it's all self-serving for themselves. Um, you know, financial fair play was brought in to essentially level the playing field. That's what they said, but that was never the case. It was to ring fence the money to the, the, the more rich and the more powerful, just to keep all the money between the same people so they could keep on profiting. Um, so, yeah, like we've said there, we, we have broken the rules, but we've broken up rules that have been essentially invented within the last 10 years by a corporation that's only interest is to benefit themselves, not to benefit the fans not to do anything other than to protect their own money and the, the, their own product. Um, what I, I don't get is is that when you put these rules in place, surely the best thing to do is is just have a structured plan in place. So if a team does break the rules, if you break this rule, this is your punishment. If you break the rules by this month, by this much, this is your next level of punishment. Rather than get into a situation where no one actually knows what the punishment's going to be. It can range from a fine to 12 points to relegation. It's just, but there's no parameters in there for anybody to work by. It's just off the scale, just fucking stupid. Um, like I've Making said it up as they go along. FFP isn't fit for purpose. Like there isn't, like football's now a business. Like they're essentially handicapping business owners from investing in their own product to grow it and to make money. Like I don't, I, I don't understand how, that that's legal and that works, except for the fact that they can say, "Well, if you don't agree to it, you don't get to play." And but that doesn't make it right. I mean, Liverpool 
I think it was maybe nine years ago, they hired two scouts from Manchester City. Now, they found out over a period of nine months that these scouts, Man City didn't change the password for their scouting database. So Liverpool were logging into it, finding out the players that they were tracking. Right? They then... um, they then use this information to then go and buy players or move on players quicker than the city we're going to we're going to so this all comes out the FA and Premier League do absolutely nothing the two clubs then talk to themselves I think Liverpool paid them one and a half Man City one and a half million quid no more nothing's more said no no interjection from anybody now what's more morally corrupt a team aspiring to be the best that they can be in Everton Football Club. Granted, we spent some shocking money. COVID came. Okay, that affected everybody. Not a problem. A war then broke out. Okay, that essentially does affect everybody from a humanity point of view. But from a financial point of view, it really hit Everton and Chelsea, um, purely and simply because that was a huge amount of where our revenue was coming from. We then get told we can't play our record signing by the Premier League because he's under charge, under charge, which he's since been found innocent for and he's now playing his football elsewhere. We're told that putting a £10 million valuation on someone who you paid £45 million for at 31 years old, who had 15 gold contributions the year before, is far-fetched. I don't know on what world that's far-fetched. I think, if anything, it's we've gone well within an average valuation of what the player would have been there. Um, so all these things that have happened to Everton in an 18-month period have resulted in us going over by £19.5 million. What's more morally bankrupt purposely hacking another your rival team's football database or over a three-year period where rules are constantly getting changed, overspending by, what, six and a half million pounds a year. But we're told that because the Premier League say, no, we're telling you that's worse, so there's your 10 points and that's fine. It's a fucking joke, mate. They just make up the rules to suit to, to themselves and we're the ones who were, as it currently stands, holding the candle and the ones getting absolutely shafted. Just going back to Everton basically going to the Premier League and saying, listen, can you help us out with our finances here? We're, we're in trouble. It's, uh, the only analogy I can think of is if you're struggling to pay your mortgage on your house and you go to your bank and say, listen, I'm really struggling here. So they give you a financial expert to help you pay your mortgage. They You then pay your mortgage, and but they repossess your house anyway. So <laughs> basically Everton are paid, paying the price here for being too honest, I think. Yeah. They're going to the Premier League saying, listen, we're, we're, we're sorry for swearing here, we're fucked here and we're going to go over this. Can you help us, please? And they've said, yeah. And they've gone, well, we're still going to fuck it over anyway. That That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like the fact that you know, we, you know, the club did go, I'm really concerned here. I'm really worried and I, we, we need help. Like I think for them to come out and say that, and then to have this happen to them is just a complete and total slap in the face. Like your analogy to me, Paul, just makes so much sense. Like it was funny because I mean, I'm a medical person. The analogy I had was like, you know, Everton's not doing well. They need a kidney transplant. Their kidneys are shit. Okay. So they mm-hmm. go to the doctor and go, hey, man, kidney, my EGFR is super crap. Need a kidney transplant. So they're like, yeah, mate, sound, no problem. We'll put you under, take your kidney and don't give you a new one. <laughs> so you're just yeah. left. High and dry. Just saw you back up and hey, go ahead. Yeah, sound on your way. And it's just, I I honestly can't believe it. And, you know, because we're Evertonians and I feel like 
we get we get a lot of crap. I mean, every, every there's beef between every you know all kinds of fan bases really. But the fact that a lot of you know past like ex players and you know fo- footballers that are like quite known in the media have come forward to say certain things. It is in a way like Gary Neville had a had a very vocal statement today that came out, and it just was quite nice in a way like Tim Cahill spoken up as well. We know um there's a lot Jamie of MPs well. in, in parliament as well. Exactly. Yeah. From from all over really, right? So I just yeah. I just think it it's kind of nice to have that support. Um but it also doesn't change the fact of what happened and like to me, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but what else is to come? There's lots of things that are rumored now, right? Yeah. Um, so that's always something that's kind of in the back of my mind as well. I mean, I'm sure Matt Hughes has got a, a different story every day for Everton. He just seems to be obsessed with us. Absolutely goes to bed and he just has, you know, that Professor X thing where it's just Everton coming out of his head, that meme. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like... <laughs> Honestly, God, I don't know what's happened to you. You've walked in on your missus getting... Yeah, you know what I was going to say next anyway, but... Yeah, yeah bombed by yeah. someone in a full Everton <laughs> kit. <laughs> yeah. Full kit wanker. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Get in shitties and all, shitties and you know, all. Definitely an explicit podcast. This one, by the way. Sorry, um, Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> just sticking with with that topic of the basically, as I say, Everton asking the Premier League for help and for them to then give us the harshest punishment going now. And I mean, if Everton was to go into administration, they get nine points. You get less for going into administration. Make it make sense to me, mate. If you can, it I can't. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think anyone will, mate. I think there's not a person that you could meet that'll make it make sense, to be honest. I've seen a few people on Twitter. Um, I think I've said this to you both through the week. I don't like Liverpool fans and all these fans laughing at us. I'd do it. There's no Liverpool, I'd simply yeah, taking off them or any other fan base. I'd, take, I'd be laughing me. I'd have banners, mate. So I'm not bothered about anything like that. Mine's more of a it's just that 10 points. I just think I can't understand how the got all this information or whatever they've got and then gone, right, what we're going to do is we're going to take 10 points off them, which the players, Dice, have worked for. You know, he must be sat there as well, Sean Dice, thinking, how oh, can I catch a break here? Um, yeah. You know, the core, these players who have gone off on international duty, buzzing, probably thinking, can't wait, get, can't wait to get back to Finch Farm. That happens over the weekend and they've gone, oh, really? Um but the ten points mate will never make sense. It just won't. It, it honestly won't. If they do, if it knocked it down to six, would it make more sense? Possibly. People might go, well, it's only four points, but I think you're then under the bracket of the administration thing where it's nine for going to administration, it's six for breaking the rules. I think people will probably go, Well, yeah, all right. It's not it's still harsh, but it's not like ten where it's like, wow. You can look at it and go, we get nine for going into administration. You broke one rule, you get six. You go, all right, yeah. Um, I, I just think they've just gone, this this might carry on with the explicit podcast, but they've gone in too hard, too fast. Um, no, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We're down that rabbit hole now. Hey. <laughs> yeah. um, but they have, they have, and I think personally, they're just absolutely gone, oh, we've made a mistake here, but they will never admit they've made a mistake. It's too corrupt. As Andy was saying before, mate, listen, we've got a Tory government and we've got a Tory Premier League as well. Absolutely, mate, yeah. I mean, don't want to get too political, but... No, that's what again, it, it is. Another swear, it. No, again, another swear word. Fuck the Tories. There you go. Yeah. 
got got no love for them either. But yeah. just want to go. I know you touched on it before, and I just want to go through a few of the things. These are the things that I've basically picked up during the week. I what Everton have, you know, the Premier League have looked over Everton's shoulder while he had to sell a prized asset like Richarlison for twenty million pound less than what they thought he was worth. They've had to sell him on it by a certain date, just so it looks good on the books. Ironically, today Richarlison. Looks like he's looking for a move away from Spurs, but we'll talk about that another day, maybe. You've then mentioned player X, who you mentioned before, who is Gilfie Sigurdsson. Everton were told not to play Gilfie Sigurdsson for obvious reasons. I don't think anyone could knock us. If he was to be found guilty, you, you don't want that hanging over your head. You've, you've been playing that player, but I think Everton valued him between 10 and £15 million, pounds, so there's money that he couldn't recoup. He's had to sit out his contract. He couldn't even find him either. Everton taking the moral high ground like they always do, could have fined Gilfie Sigurdsson for loss of earnings, but they never, because they didn't want his mental health to suffer as a result of it. Innocent till proven guilty, as always. Uh, there's a, not COVID, as you mentioned before. I mean, you could argue every team suffered from COVID, so I think it's a little bit of a poor excuse from Everton, the COVID one. But like players like Cheng Tosin, remember him? The, uh, the legend that is Cheng Tosin and his lovely hairline. He... Uh, was getting sold back to Turkey, but because of restrictions in Turkey, he wasn't allowed to enter the country. This is the same Premier League that I've watched over Everton's shoulder while we fought relegation, knowing that we couldn't buy any players to make our team any stronger. It's just... I don't even know where I'm going with it. It's just it's just an absolute shit show, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, just like I say, there's so many different angles in which you can come at it from, and none of them... None of them sit right. I mean, we've got an independent panel, okay? Well, one of them works for the Premier League, so I'm not sure how that's independent. One of them's formerly worked for Leeds United. Another one's formerly worked for West Ham. They've also been at those clubs when they faced charges. Um, Leeds was to do with uh, overspending. West Ham was to do with, obviously, the Tevez and Mascherano situation, where Tevez scores a goal against Man United for a one-day win last game of the season, keeps them up and sends Sheffield United down, and I think they paid, was it, around about £20 million fine. Um, now, Leicester, the year that they came up to, won the, won the Premier League. They overspent by £13 million in a season. Now, granted, that falls under the EFL, not the Premier League, but it's still in the same remit. It's just, obviously, different governor. Bournemouth, the year that they last got promoted, had overspent by £30 million. There's no points coming off either of those teams. And then we go straight from like 0 to 100 with us. Like, yeah, the only thing, I think even a three-point deduction would have been too much, but you could have lived with it. Ten points is just, there's something, it's a power play by the Premier League to show that they can... They can rule with an iron fist and they can manage their own. Um, and we're the ones who are currently suffering for it. But what I will say is, if you're looking for a positive, Everton's going to be, the whole place is going to be moody, like, but in a good way. So if the players can channel all of that, we can all get together and we can put together some a run of form and get some perhaps very results we wouldn't have done. And then we get the majority of these points back and we might actually find ourselves in a, a stronger position from it. So we shouldn't have to go this route, but we've got no choice. So we're all going to pull together, and hopefully we can turn what's a, a really, really shitty negative into a, a really good positive. Yeah, hopefully me too. Jamie, just 
bear with me a while ago over some of these points. These blew my mind yesterday when I come across these stories. So I'll just roll to Everton. This is one we're given the impression that interest on loans to pay for the new stadium would be excluded from the profit and sustainability, just like Man City, Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, etc. Every team that's had a new stadium in the last few years. So the new state, those clubs were allowed to keep those calculations separate as it was an investment in the long-term future of the clubs and the city. Everton were then told in December of 2022 that the rules had changed and these calculations would be added to the losses for the financial period. So they changed the rules mid-process. So the punishing Everton for trying to improve the facilities and help regenerate the city and basically keep trying the absolute best to keep up with the top six. I mean, what's the point? If you don't aspire to be one of the best teams in the league, you're watching the wrong sport. You might as well just pack up and just follow ice hockey. Sorry, Melinda. But... Hey now, <laughs> but no, don't cover my it, don't cover that, my leaves. That, yeah, that <laughs> is just mind that is just mind blowing that in it. It's just that is an Everton rule only. They've made up a rule to just cause it. It feels like it's just because it's us. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, it does feel like that. Um I don't think it is. I, I, no, I'll be honest, yeah. as a, as an Evertonian sat here, I actually don't think it is just because it's Everton. I truly believe it's because the Premier League want a, a Super League. I think they want their own sort of mini six-a-side, uh, six-team league. They've seen the Super League nearly happen, absolutely bombed it and gone, oh, no, we can't let these happen. What we'll do is we'll create our own little one. It, it That's the way it seems that... You know, anyone trying to tries to break into it, they're sort of just batting them away. It wouldn't surprise me if the likes of Aston Villa started getting a little bit of something because, again, they're another team that could break that top six. They just terrified me that the the, the money makers for the for their business could be interrupted, and it just absolutely keeps them up at night by little well, what they think little old Everton. To build, to, to say to someone... It's going to kick it off then, mate. It's going to kick it off the pod then. No, no. Well, that's what they were saying. That's what they think, yeah. though. They think, oh, we'll, we'll just do it to them. They'll do it to, you know, your, your Tottenham's, your Aston Villas, because we're on the same sort of level, in my opinion, as them club. So, you know, they're probably thinking, well, we'll just give it to them and we won't we won't upset, um, upset the babies, the cities, the United to the world. The cash, cash cows... Yeah, the cash cows, basically, the ones that bring the money in, the, the, the shakes, all them, the ones that we shake hands with and get a little brown envelope in the in the sky rocket. Um, I just, I, I can only be, that's the only way I can think is what is the way they've done it, by changing the rules halfway through, because they've thought, we've got no way of getting these, and we need to get them, so let's just change the rules on them. Simple as that. It's our, it basically, it's my ball, and I'm going home with it, is the way I've got it, you know, it's my rules. It's my league. It's my rules. Is the what feels like for me? Yeah, it feels like cool runnings when the Jamaican bobsleigh team they do it in one minute and one second, and the rule the qualifying time was one minute yeah, two, yeah. and then they did it, and then they went no, it's one minute flat now. Do you know what I mean? It just like yeah. just changing it because they're wanting to get their you know, we'll just keep on moving the goalpost till we get the outcome that we want to have. Yeah. Well, I also want to stick with the same point just because I want to get your point of view on it. It's This Premier League sanction that was put on Everton was only meant to be used in Everton's case and Everton's case only. It, until understood, no such league-wide policy is in the pipeline at the moment. 
to use it ever again. So basically, they've just made up a completely new rule, like we're all we're talking about there for Everton. I mean, listen, what what's the point anymore if that's going to be the case? It's just like, well, it's Everton. We can do whatever we want. And you know what? Listen, there might be things that come out later on in, well, we're only two months. Next year, Man City, Chelsea, Spurs and all them could get done and they could get thrown out the league or get massive fans or 30-point fans and then we could probably sit there and go, oh, you know, we got off quite lightly there. But until that happens, how can we not feel hard done by? And Everton only real. So, like, on, talk is, about that. Is, is that not the most Everton thing, though? Like, I mean, I can just sit here and laugh about that because that is like, that feels like the most Everton thing ever, to be honest with you. Um, I honestly do feel like, I mean, Jamie, I, I know what you're saying in a way, like, I, I, you know, you're sitting there as an Evertonian, you don't feel like, you know, it's, targeted sort of against us specifically and things like that but when you when you read things like that it really it feels like it is though you know what I mean like how can they just make up this one-off thing and go yeah we're gonna apply that just to this and oh that's it now we're done with that let's move on like do you know what I how like like you said Paul what (laughs) what's the point like yeah are they just gonna continue to make up other things that you know we may have presented them everything we had years ago to look for their help and like you said before earlier in the pod maybe now they're going oh well we saw this on their books or we saw this or they informed us of this they're gonna make up another rule and punish us again on one thing oh just for Everton though like literally what is the point how can we follow the rules if the rules keep changing how do we follow the rules if you keep pulling random rules out your asshole like what are we supposed how it's so not, corrupt. It, it's not even funny. It, it, it's hard to it's a, to get your head around it, though, isn't it? It's just like, yeah. really? As I've been reading stuff this week and going, really? Like, literally, I, I, when I read that yesterday, I, I literally think I tweeted it saying, like, is is this for real? Like, I I just was like, I can't even with that. <laughs> Again, yeah. back to my original point. Is this really your biggest concern right now? With tw- 20 clubs in this premier league you're telling me this is your biggest problem wow yeah okay wow sure yeah jamie no i was just with melinda saying there what i what i meant was i don't think it was they've looked and gone i don't really like everton we're going to give it to them i think it's purely that we're not a part of the top six oh okay Tottenham. i think if it was an aston villa i think if it was someone else they'd probably have done the same right i just i don't think the Liverpools that they got it, I don't think United, City, Chelsea, they, Arsenal, they wouldn't have done that for them. But because That's we're it. not a cash cow or a media darling, they've gone, well, we'll get away with this, we'll just do it, I'm not going to say nothing. I think, right. you know, don't get me wrong, listen, it does feel like that, like that, but I think that's just because it's happened to us. Um, It does feel like everything's against us, but it does seem, listen, when you read into it, if you're an outsider looking at it, you know, it looks like they hate everything, but it just, purely think it's because we're not a part of the top six, if you like. We're really, history-wise, we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, only Ever- That's yeah. a good only point. Ever- only Everton could have Carlo Ancelotti and then a global pandemic hit. Only Everton could have Hammers Rodriguez and a global <laughs> pandemic hit. Only Everton <laughs> could have Russian ba- backers and the go to fucking war with Ukraine. Why it was like, it's just, it's, and there'll be people listening going, oh, shut up. But it just, it just feels like that to me. I just personally think, and I've, I've like gone overkill with Everton information this week. Pulling, I'll just pull my hair out and everything. It's just 
the, the, the Premier League at the moment regulates itself, so they make up their own rules as they go along. They can take backhanders if they want to from Saudi governments and give as much money as they want to the likes of Liverpool, City, Arsenal, you name it. We know, we know the clubs don't mean Newcastle yeah, are not yeah. in there. Now, course, they're yeah. being threatened with a government independent, uh, independent regulator coming in to regulate them. Now, they're absolutely shit scared of that happening, I think, in my opinion. So what they're doing to Everton here, this is just my opinion, if you give Everton the harshest punishment to show the government, listen, we don't need this independent regulator. We can do it ourselves. Yeah. I don't know if anyone wants to pick up on that, but that's what I think is happening here. So that I do think, I I think like I see that from that point of view, but I also think you can flip it 180 and it can completely backfire, which I think is happening. And I might look at that and go, do they know what they're doing? <laughs> which I yeah, think to be that's, fair, that's, yeah, a bit of an that's, what's, in the that's football what's happening. World, isn't it? That's what's yeah, happening the, now. Yeah. The other fo- the, people in the football world, see, I've, I've recognized that Everton have, I've done wrong, but it's like, wow, really? 10 points? Not only that, I but mean, there's clubs out there that have done much, much, much worse. That's what I'm saying is th- if there's someone out that's, you know, they're going to get an independent whatever to come in and then, you know, review this. So they should, but they're going to, they're going to go, you've got, you've got like Everton's a little mini fire. Okay, sure. Put it out. 10 points deducted, whatever. But you've got massive, massive fires burning. And he just turned a blind eye to that. That's because the corruption you, you, side of it. Be, because you get a massive payday from, you know, certain clubs or, you know, you're in, in yeah. the know, it's in and that. That is like, they, they, they fucked themselves. Sorry, pardon my French, but they completely have screwed themselves. This is raising a lot more stink than, than they, it's, it's backfired. I think it's completely backfired. Oh, yeah, it's just, well, as, as I say, until City are stood in the dock themselves and then we find out what happens to them uh, or Chelsea and, Whoever, there's going to be more teams come out. There is, it, it, oh, this yeah. is going to be just throughout football in this country. It's going, the Arsenal's going to fall out of it. But until they get punished, it's hard not to to look at it and go. They're just they're just targeting us. So that's why it needs to be fast tracked. These other clubs need to be their punishment needs to be handed out, and yeah. it's got to be harsher than us because if you're talking about 115 charges compared to one, I mean they'll be playing in our back garden, Manchester City. I mean, that's yeah. probably all that's just ridiculous. The problem is, though, is Everton have been too transparent. We've gone basically capping down to the Premier League and said, this is the situation. Like, let's work together. Let's make this work. We've not hidden anything. We've not tried to slow the process down by complicated, like, you know, legal cases. And that's what everybody else is doing. That's what Man City are doing. That's what Chelsea are doing. That's what Man United are doing. They're tying everything up in paperwork in lawyers and just dragging it out. Whereas we've gone, no, no, you're right. We have, we've made a mistake. Let's work with you. Let's get it sorted before it becomes a bigger problem. And because of that, they've decided to put the boot in as much as they can. Which, just, Andy, in, me, in hindsight, in hindsight, would you now prefer Everton to just go mental in the transfer window and buy whoever they want, and then maybe win a couple of trophies and then be sitting in second or third, and then get it with this punishment? No, not really, because I've seen what it's like when Machinery tried to spend money, mate. It, yeah. it didn't bring us trophy. It didn't. It didn't bring us success. You know um, what I mean, though, don't you? I mean, we. Yeah, no. We yeah, everything stopped, doesn't it? The last three years, basically. I mean, yeah. you can point out like signing on and players like that, but it was all player sales. Without we could buy yeah, players we, because we were selling players, basically. Anana and Beto, we've overpaid for them. And got them on Klarna, haven't we? Like, we're paying for him, like, you know, a million pound a year, two million a year. Like, because we're having to do that to make sure that we comply with the rules. Um, 
but yeah, just it, it just like baffles me. Like the Premier League can say you can't like it says not just Everton but all the clubs you can't spend more than X amount of money. Everything else has to be self-generated. COVID hits and then they go, well, there's going to be this big shortfall. And it's like, oh, so we'll let you spend your own money now. You can cover the shortfall. We're not going to because we're not going to lose money. You can cover the shortfall up to a certain point as long as it doesn't affect us. Let's all get back playing before anybody else is doing anything behind closed doors so we can keep our cash cows going. It's all about just filling their own pockets. And I just hope that Everton really go hard at them and to get the backing from... like It does seem to be happening from across the footballing world and further afield. And they get taken to the cleanest and embarrassed for, for what they're trying to do to us. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if nothing happens to, to Manchester City. I think they're terrified of Manchester well. City. And listen, I've got no problem with Manchester City. I sh- honestly, they've stopped Liverpool from winning the league. <laughs> as good as Everton winning the league for me. Uh. So, yeah. I, I actually haven't really got a problem with them. But if you compare them 1 to 115 and they're not even admitting that they've done anything wrong, I don't know. It just stinks to me. It just it just, it just, just stinks of corruption. That's all I keep and popping in my head is the word corruption. For people of our generation, Paul, like we grew up in a world without FFP. You know, from... For 10 years from the season we finished fourth to the first year under Martinez, for those 10 years, Everton averaged sixth position like over the course of that period. And we all felt at the time, if we could actually go out and make two or three big signings, we could really kick on here. But we didn't have the money to do it. And that's just part of football. Some have more, some have less, and you find a way to compete. And then all of a sudden, they bring this FFP, which is designed to make it so we don't get you know, one-team leagues. It's not fucking working, is it? Because City are pissing it every season. So, yeah, i just just get rid of it. Yeah, I think that something else is going to come in soon. And it was brought, yeah, as I say, it was brought in to stop another Manchester City happening, wasn't it? Or, uh, it apparently, it was brought in to stop teams from going into administration. It's not fit for purpose, which ironically is FFP. I was I mean, just going to, yes. I was going to say that before, actually. I was yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> Amy? No, I would just... We've been talking there before, Paul, and you said it, about not gaining a sporting advantage. Now, when you actually look at the football side of it, I was, this is what I wanted to ask you. Like, yeah, yeah. We've been nearly on the floor. Well, we have been on the floor for the last two seasons. It's not like we've been winning trebles and signing the best striker in the world and we've got the best manager in the world on Megabucks. We're literally... like Everything to do with the football club is literally on the deck. So... I don't understand how they can look at it and go, well, look what they've been doing. Look look how look how well they think they've been going. Let's knock them down a peg or two. Peg or two is in the league too. So I just don't get how they can how that side of it they've looked at and gone, well, they haven't really been doing great, so it's not like they've got that bad of advantage. Yeah, no, the football's just been sporadic, hasn't it? Let's be honest. I mean, if we if it was champagne football we were watching then Finishing in Europe every year, then you could look at it and say, "Well, yeah, we have gained the sporting advantage, but we've been shy." I think the Premier League are upset that we haven't gone down because all this has been hanging over us. That's what I mean. I think, but that's that's yeah. like if they not looked at that part of it and gone, "Well, they've obviously not gained the sporting advantage." Look at the state of them in the last two seasons; they've nearly gone down. One the last day, one the day before, yeah. the week before. They've obviously not gained a sporting advantage. So do you not think they've taken that into account at all? Do you think they've not even I think they're saying, I, I think it might be hidden in there somewhere that we have gained a sporting advantage as well. 
somehow, but just by just by actually being able to buy players. I don't know. It's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. But they're they're the key words that stuck out. No sporting advantage. And it's not Everton have, haven't been deceitful either about what they've been doing. So they've actually, as you say, gone cap and on to the Premier League and said, listen, we're we're over the mark here. Help us help us get back. Yeah. Please, because we've overstepped it. But yeah, we've been fucked over, Melinda. Yeah, I was just gonna bring up um what Jamie just said, like it's not like we're some powerhouse, you know, wish we were, but we're not at the moment. Like we've been literally fighting relegation back to back seasons. Now we have been extremely diligent, extremely careful with our spendings. We have only recently kind of got a, you know, a decent squad now, but we were being very, very diligent and we suffered for it. You know what I mean? Like we've lost, we've had a lot of outflux. We're trying to raise funds, balance the books for the club and it's just almost like to me like could you not just show us a little bit of forgiveness I know that we did something wrong you know I'm not saying we did and I own up to that but we've really been trying and it's not like we've been hiding it like you know other clubs have clearly they're hiding things um but it just feels like we I feel like we really have been trying and they're just like we don't give a shit sorry yeah it's just it's awful it's honestly awful the more I think about it it's disproportionate to the punishment doesn't fit the crime, does it? No, no, it's extremely skewed. Extremely. Yeah. I just want to go back to the stadium. Now Everton are trying their best to have one of the best stadiums in the world, which will benefit the Premier League and they're basically being punished for building it now. It's yeah. just it just doesn't make any sense. Make somebody make it make sense to me. I mean this, this is an area in North Liverpool that is just barren. It needs complete regeneration and Everton are doing it and it's just going to snowball. It's going to get bigger and bigger, more shops, more jobs, everything, you name it. It's just going to be a vibrant area. But basically, to me, it looks like the Premier League is saying we shouldn't be doing that. Hmm. Well, uh, so it's done. Yeah, well, I you know what? Funny enough, when you think about it from the point I made before, we're building that new stadium and obviously we've got a a few matches from the Euros, you'd think the Premier would be like, no, no, just leave them. They're going to bring, like, the Euros are going there. Just leave them for a bit. But they're not. They were that sort of dependent on getting Everton punished. They're not bothered. If I was Everton, I'd say, no, so you're not getting your Euros, by the way. I know that's your way for, but it's, you know, people go, Everton, Premier League, all these people. So, I just swerved them. I just go, no, you're not getting it. Um, but I just thought... If creating that environment, you let City do it. Now, listen, it's obviously different, but I think if Andy and um, Paul, you could probably tell me what me and Mo was like. I never had the chance to go, but it was probably derelict. You go by the Etihad now, and it was it's just an absolute, it's like a different world. And you're just thinking, that's what the, the, their owners have done, and they've just let them do it. Now, they've probably, listen, they've been savvy about it. You know, let's, let's not, this is what I was going to ask you as well, Paul. I wanted to come to you for it, but. Manchester City have, as we said before, tied everything in knots and they've built this infrastructure around the Etihad and stuff like that. And they've just done it the right way, basically. Well, not the right way, because they've got 115 charges. But if we had 115 charges and won what they won, I don't think any of us would be that bothered. Um, I just wanted to ask you, Paul, now, is forget the Premier League, forget the corruption, forget everything else. How bad has it been won from this fella to get to this point now 
how bad does it actually become from the board, X board, X, X, whoever was on yeah. it to get to this point? Let's not, you know, let's let's not forget that these people have actually done wrong and they were in yeah, charge of this football course, yeah. club. And we all last year said, get these out of this club, something's going wrong. Yeah. And he never, and he just let it happen and let it happen. And now we're feeling the effect. So, how bad is it for him now? He surely can't. There's no way he's back a joke. for him now. He, he's an absolute joke. I'm sorry, he is. I mean, you can you can look at that stadium on the waterfront. His legacy now for me is having getting deducted 10 points. That's his legacy for me now. I mean, that was my next point. I mean, I think he's all in age. He's probably all involved in it at some point. I know I went with you, Jamie. I went with you, Melinda. But the fans have known that this was coming. We protested and done absolutely everything we could to get these people out of the club. And we have. And by the way, Denise Barrett Baxendale and Grant Singles were apparently called in to speak to this independent commission and refused. <laughs> refused yeah. to speak to them. So they've actually just gone, no, we don't want nothing to do with that no more. I've sailed away with a big with loads of money, sorry, in the back pocket. And I've left Everton, us, the fans, because it's our club in bits. So we're so they they're getting they've been rewarded for failing. Through the yeah. club to the Lions, who were the Premier League. They fucking tore us apart and now we're left to pick up the pieces. Definitely new Paul. Definitely new. They knew. No, yeah. they 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 just they, they just couldn't be asked for all them protests no more. That no, but definitely knew them they, they knew the, the mess we were in. Definitely looked and yeah, gone. Of course. We're in these are in bad trouble. Get out of here before we're a part of this. Well they're always gonna be a part of that. I know, but what I mean is in like if they were still here after them protest and this happened she would be getting put in a full chicken. Do you know what I mean? Never mind a headlock. <laughs> She'd be getting, you know, Definitely. thrown everywhere when she ran the ground. So, Jack and they've looked at her and gone, we need to get You're out of here. getting put in a fucking cannon and shot, into, shot to the moon. Exactly. So, I just, I, that's what I might think, is you actually think they've thought, yeah, these are getting it. Let's get out of here. Yeah, probably, yeah. Definitely. I don't think they're really bothered, to be honest. Oh, no. You don't hear from them ever again. They're not asked. We're left to pick up the pieces. We, we're the ones who've got to rescue this club again. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a mess, isn't it, mate? It's just uh, the fans are being punished. We're, we're the ones who are being punished, but, um, but we were the ones who spotted it before everybody else. That What you just said there, Paul, was like, that actually kind of like just hit me like in my soul when you were like, we're forced to save this club again. And it's so annoying because, again, it's down to things that, as a fan base, we shouldn't have to worry about. I miss the days of just, we said this so many times, miss the days of just literally showing up to a match, watching the football and leaving and having a good day. Now we're worrying about finances, point deductions, the Premier League, the bloody FA, the bloody refs, like everything. It's just like, it's always a worry. There's always something that stops you from enjoying the football. Linda, the, the actual football on the pitch is like, the furthest thing away from my brain at the moment. It's crazy. I know. I know. But you're right. Again, it's down to us. It's always down to us to save this bloody club. And it's just, it's awful. Yeah. Because I've even put at the end of my notes here, we can talk about Man United if you want. <laughs> we actually have to play a game of football this weekend. Oh my God. I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even going for the game. <laughs> I was going for the I'm protest, not. me. <laughs> Give One me my card. Yeah, one of the worst things for me that's come out over the last few days, though, is the fact that the Premier League are now instructing Sky that they have to black out that's things that we're saying in our protests. And now they're hiding behind off, Jeff. 
Now, I appreciate that, you know, there are legislations on swear words, but you can't control a live feed anyway. And if they need to quiet it down, then that's fine. But Sky Sports aren't there to create the product. They're there to explain to the listeners what's going on. So don't play fake crowd noise. And if you have to quiet it down, explain what's going on in a more PG manner. But they're not. They're just going to just completely hide away from it. They're doing everything that they can, the Premier League already, to try and limit what I, you know the exposure that the protests are going to get on Sunday. So they're getting, trying to get ahead of it. And how can that be right when your main broadcaster is going, yeah, no worries, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll silence it. We'll play fake crowd noise. No problem. Ridiculous. Yeah. Jamie, I just want to come back to you because we had a conversation at the beginning of the podcast and you, you don't think it's an Everton only thing, which I understand why you're saying, but there was another thing that came, another point that came out yesterday and it's the, the same independent panel that gave Everton a 10 point deduction will now decide whether Leeds, Burnley, Leicester, etc. will get any compensation from Everton. Now, the main man who was in there, who's, I think his last name is Phillips, is actually a lawyer for Leeds United. So how is it not corrupt? No, I don't think it's corrupt. No, I I'm do... not having a go at you. It sounds like I'm shouting at you there. <laughs> I, I'm, not, it's a, I'm, just, I'm asking the question. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> I'm asking the question, how is it not corrupt? It is. Of course it is. It, it, there's no there's no other way to raise about it, mate. You know, uh, you watch that overlap with Gary Neville and whoever else is on it, and he, he, he doesn't like to use the word, but I think Ian Wright actually uses it and said it is corrupt. In fact, footballers to say it is something wrong, um, of course it's corrupt. Listen now, you know, I do th- I don't I do think it is partially because it is Everton Football Club and they want to see Everton suffer. I just think it's just because we're not a part of the top six that we're getting it even more. Um the Leeds lawyer thing, me listen, how can that stand? How can that stand? For you though, mate, here's another one for you another man who's on the panel, I think his, his last name is Ugo or Ego. Again, I haven't done my research because I'm shit. But he was at West Ham when they signed Carlos Tevez. Remember? Yeah. And Avia Mascherano. Yeah. And took Sheffield United down. They didn't get us. Yeah, they Carlos Tevez scored the goals to keep West Ham in the league, which relegated Sheffield United. Yeah. And they did. It was they. They were told that they couldn't punish the fans, so they didn't give them a sport and sanction. Now that's actually worse than what Everton have done. And this same man who actually got away with that is now passing judgment on Everton and giving us a sport and sanction. I'm getting off. You're going to have to do this on your own because it just doesn't make any sense to me, honestly. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense and it never will make sense until someone actually said they acted themselves, which obviously they'll never do, come out and explain it. It does look... It is corrupt, isn't it? You know, it's no coincidence that Leeds, Leicester, they've all got members on the panel and this is the panel that have passed judgment on Everton. But it's also been the Premier League's recommendation that Everton get get the 12 points deducted. So they're working together, just trying to say easily, so, you know, where I'm looking for there. Um, simultaneously. Yeah. Simultaneously, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, to sort of get rid of Everton punished, which is whatever. Listen, we did do wrong. We keep saying this. We did. We, we deserve to be punished, just not this punishment. And I think this punishment now, from the panel side of it, from the compensation side of Burnley, Leeds, Leicester, I don't think Southampton are bothering anymore. Um, does look if he does look wow. Well, that that's not right. That can't be right. So this is why I think the re- appeal is going to a different independent panel, one that's totally not into nothing to do with football. 
No, I think um, the Premier League will pick that panel again, you know. Well, that then, if that doesn't stink of... I think uh, Ian Rush, Kenny Daglish and... Uh, Graeme Sooners. Robbie Fowler sitting on it. Yeah, I think they're, they're the ones who were sitting on it, like... To be fair, mate, they probably give us a, a nine-point deduction. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just... It's just horrible. Honest to God, it does stink of corruption, then it is corrupt. There's no two ways about it. You can't... Every business in the world is corrupt, and we're talking about one of the biggest businesses in the world. Simple as that. Yeah. Literally one of the biggest businesses in the world. You look like the Formula One, corrupt, boxing, corrupt. You can't tell me the biggest sport in the world in oh, football, with the biggest league in the world, isn't corrupt. Come on. It's eating itself alive, advice. mate. It's actually eating itself alive, the sport, it, especially in this country. It's just it's on a, it's not on task because it's it's flourishing as far as bringing money and revenue and everything's concerned. But Paul, sorry, just and like the likes of Everton and Aston Villa and, and stuff. How are we ever gonna win? How are we ever gonna die at the top table ever ever again? Until we we can't unless the only way we do it is if we get someone like Newcastle who can pay the Premier League, who can say, actually, with them brown envelopes that you're getting off Liverpool, City, Chelsea, all them, we'll match them. So. Can we can we sit at the table and you go, yeah, yeah, come on, mate, no problem. But then someone that tries to do it on merit and be and earn their way in, into the top table, no, you can't have that, unfortunately. But I just wanted to ask you, Melinda and Andy, and it's a bit of a mad question, this, but I'll start with you, Paul. Is this the end of the Premier League? No, I had a thought it last week, you know, that was one of the, the thoughts that came to maybe rebrand it into something else. And I don't know, I think there's too much money in it. It's a uh... I don't know. I honestly don't know. It could be um could be a massive restructuring. It's a good question, but it's something that I couldn't answer because I just think there's that much money in it. They won't allow it to go. Well, in, I mean is in like the way they've opened the way they've done this now with the deduction and the punishment, they've obviously got to do it with everybody else. So they're just sitting there now going, Well, let's yeah, all this just unfold. If the government comes in to regulate them, mate, then they've got absolutely nothing to do with football. So they could look at Manchester City's case and go, they're guilty hundred and fifteen times. Get them out of the league. Mm. I think it's going to bring about change. I hope, anyway. Um, I just, I just, I really just don't think that you can do something like this and 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 not have consequences. Like I think, I think they've really opened up Pandora's box here in, in a bit of a way. And I think it's, I, I think things will change. Whether that's for the better or for the worse, I don't know yet. Um, but you cannot have this much backlash against a decision that they've made coming out with the statements that they've made. And I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm like you, Paul, I don't know. It's, it's so difficult because, you know, I, I just feel like sometimes because it does, no, nothing will happen. Like everything will just go back to the way it was and then no one else will get punished and it will just be like, Oh, yeah, you get you get a slap on the wrist, City, or you get a slap on the wrist, Chelsea. That's it. Oh, you know, even if we do get some points back, which in a way is going to sound a bit mad. I hope we don't. I hope that the punishment stands because then they literally have no grounds to fall back on to say that they let us off with a less harsh punishment. So yeah. I think it just gives us more ground to say, you know, we literally had one breach and this is what you did to us. Look at someone who's got 114 or whatever it is breaches well, accusations right now, whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, I just, it, it's so tough because in my mind, I, I I do go back and forth between that. Like, will this actually do anything? I hope it yeah. does. One one side of the coin, you think it absolutely will, but then you're like, oh, well, 
it's us. So maybe not, but I don't know. Like I said, I just don't think you can open up a can of worms like this and expect it not to just completely explode in your face. Like it's, I think this is going to get, I think this is just the beginning to be honest with you. I think it's going to get much, much worse. Yeah, I, I, I promised that we'd do a more structured podcast this week, but I think I'm fuming more this week than I was last week. My head <laughs> fell off completely. It's just, well, I'm just it's, it's overkill with everything information. I think it's just absolutely ruined me. I just, every, every, every story, that's not even a word, every story I read, it's just like, what? What's going well, on? That's How? what I mean, Paul. I just feel like the when you actually read these things out loud, it literally makes you laugh because you're like, is this like, is this real? Like, is this actually happening? How? Yeah. Who is allowing this to happen? Like, but they're not regulated. They're it's not like, governed. Like, like, it's just when, they can do whatever yeah. the hell they want. Like, it's 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 just getting more and more ridiculous. And I'm like, am I in some kind of like, is this a joke? Where are the cameras? Yeah. Like, haha, good, good one. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, Truman Show. It's like when the, the government were breaking rules and that, and then you just they invent a new rules so it didn't look like they were breaking the rules. It's just like... <laughs> We'll just make it up as we go along. And that's just what it feels like. I'm not even trying to add it anymore because the day after that, Everton had got the punishment that came out that the same people that punished them were going to decide on the compensation for the other clubs. It was just like, fuck you at one hand and fuck you even more with the other hand. Sorry for swearing again. It's just it's just crazy, isn't it? Mental. But Andy, listen, we'll, we'll start coming on to the fans and stuff and that now. But I just wanted to talk about the club for a minute. Uh, I've seen a lot of fans calling for media blackouts and don't speak to the Premier League and stuff like that. Everton can't can't do that, can they? Would you rather Everton stay classy and just, just do what they've got to do and or would you rather them just give yes and no answers when they're getting interviewed by Premier League and Sky and TNT and everything else? No, I, th- I think we should hold our dignity to a point and rise above most of it, but that Matt Hughes can fuck off. He should never be allowed inside Goodison again. Um there's Hughes. a couple of others. Uh, uh, yeah, don't get me started on Emily Hughes, let alone Gremlin Hughes, mate. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think, you know, like John Cross put in the mirror, didn't he? Um, Pickford had nothing to do. He must have been a cold night out there. Must have felt minus 10. He can fuck off. Um, yeah, just um, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be short with a few of them. But overall, like, look, well, we can hold, we should hold our dignity and not that it'll get us anywhere because the media have hated us for years. I don't know why. So, yeah, just uh, just carry on being us. And like I say, it all depends how Sunday goes. If they do mute as much as it's rumoured that they could do about our protests and our our, you know, how vocal we are inside the ground, then... That really, for me, that's going too far. Like they're really they're going above and beyond to control the narrative. Yeah, Melinda, all this has done really is united us as a fan base. Because I think a lot of Evertonians will think after the last two years we were pretty tired, weren't we? We were like, oh god, especially at the beginning of the season where we we weren't winning games and we were like, oh, I can't be bothered doing this no more. But this deduction has sort of like brought every single fan together and gone, no, we're not having it. We're having a football club. This is our club, and you, we're going to show you how big we are. And this is—it's united the fans in a way that the top, the people in Everton's boardroom have never been able to do. 
So it's really united as a fan base. It's great to see us all, isn't it, pulling together with protests. And I love the little, every time, that well, I've been doing every time the Premier League tweet, I just send them the corruption sign. I think everybody needs to keep that up. It's very petty, it's very childish, but I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. But yeah, just talk us through your thoughts as United us and it's good to see, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, oh my God, the last few years have been uh, rough, to say the least, um, from, you know, having debates about managers, about players, um, of course, the relegation battles that we've had. Um, but we've, I would say, I mean, you know, we've had our ongoing tit for tats about Sean Dyche, haven't we, really? All of us fans, you know, I'll admit it. <laughs> me too don't worry um but but I just I just think you know that was it felt almost like dare I say it we were getting back to some kind of normalcy as a football club we were winning some games you know we're having healthy discussions about the manager you know we did hold our hands up and go okay you know we were a bit too harsh blah 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 Linda, too- I was talking Europe <laughs> so you know what I mean like we, yeah so our heads fell off but in a, in a, yeah. in a different way you know what I mean yeah. but um yeah, I just, it felt like we, I think we may have even said this, but it felt like we were entering kind of a new era as Everton Football Club, you know, and it felt so good to get wins. We're getting wins away. It felt like the spark, the magic came back at Goodison and it just felt like we were finally in a good place. And then of course this happens and um, yeah, it, it really has just, it's just strengthened us, if anything, I would say. Um I keep saying, I keep seeing online people saying you've messed with the wrong fan base. And I honest to God could not agree more with that. You, you will not silence us. We will not be silenced. Absolutely not. You really have, um, pardon my French again, you fucked with the wrong fan base. Like they are going to get a message loud and clear on Sunday. And I could not be more proud to be a part of that. Yeah. We should not be moved. They're about to see it. That's what I was saying last week. I mean, you see the likes of Goldbridge and all that going, well, you know, this is, you can punish a small club like this because, you know, blah, blah, blah. They haven't got a clue. They haven't got a clue about this fan base. Everton might be very good on the pitch and obviously off the pitch when I mean the boardroom, but the fans, we are Champions League and people will be listening to that and going, how cringy is that? But we are. We'll just mobilise and we'll, we'll do everything we can. But Jamie, it's important, isn't it, on Sunday that it doesn't. we don't let it spill over into people running on the pitch and stuff like that. We've got to do it in the right way and make ourselves it. I'm just, I put a spectacle on, but it in be loud, be loud, sing proud and everything else and just let this Premier League know that we're not going to stand for it. Do you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Um, I wouldn't be... I don't want anyone running on the pitch or anything like that, mate, because you're just giving them an excuse, really. Hmm. I don't want no smoke bombs out of me. Yeah, you don't give them an excuse. You really are the Premier League. Go look and go look. You really want these in the league, and you'll just see star people. You'll see fans who have stuck by us turning, going over. You know what? Look at these animals. And you've been not, you know, we're not. And to touch on what Melinda said, and you, Paul, about the, the United the fan base, they have they've absolutely created a monster, and they haven't got a clue what's coming. As you said, it, it they really, I can't stress enough. Do you think how? I, read, I wanted to get Goodison out of the system on Sunday. It'll just quiet down. We have a laugh. This will go right to the yeah. end. Well, Keen said it, didn't he? he wants to go one 0 down. They'll be booing him. He, he hasn't got a clue. Hasn't got a yeah. clue. This is how this off. This is how blindsided they are, and how deluded they are, mate. That they actually think that this is it. Listen, do you think? Look at last season. All them players, were, uh, or the season before, them players were crap. In hindsight, Frank Lampard was a crap manager. You know. He, 
we have a crap time on the board. Look at the way we united and got behind them with the the coaches and kept them in the Premier League. And we were sort of fractured. We weren't like separated, but we the, the fan base was fractured at that point. And we all said it to each other, didn't we, outside them coach welcomes? Yeah, imagine we were going for something. Imagine like we were going for a, a league or something like that. Obviously, this isn't that isn't that severe, but you've united that whole thing. You've literally brought together every single person that stood by them coaches and them videos that you see into one cause, which and the and it's the same getting behind the players who we actually believe in now. I, when we were doing them coach welcomes, we didn't really believe the players would get anything. We hoped more than anything else. We believed these players and this manager will get results. And we united as a fan base. <sighs> me, honestly, it sounds bad, but I can't wait to be an Evertonian this season, me. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's sort of reignited something inside. It definitely has with me. I mean, people listening to this go, oh, he's all over the place hosting it. It's got, I'm just... I'm fired up. Just get me into good some park on Sunday. I'm just, I'm ready for it now. Yeah, that's why, that's why I've died my hair blue. That's why they're all laughing at me before I came on. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> suit you. No. Yeah, but uh, Andy, we're a special fan base. When we want, when we when we stop bickering and stop fighting over silly little things and stop disagreeing, once we unite, I don't think there's a better fan base out there, is there? No, it's the best thing about being an Evertonian is the people you go to the game with, the people you get to meet. Um, I know every club wants to think their fans are special. I there is something truly special about Evertonians, and they, it, it's fired up something in a lot of us, um, and we'll just turn that into a massive positive. Um, and I just can't, yeah, I'm the same as you, mate. I can't wait to get in there Sunday, um, and I just think it. I think it's going to be a special atmosphere on Sunday, and I think we're going to. Get get three points and get ourselves out of the relegation zone straight away, and say fuck you to the Premier League. Do what you want to us, but we ain't going anywhere. Yeah, just a big massive shout out to the eighteen seventy eight to set up a goal for me, and within a day, we had thirty thousand pounds in it for people to buy banners and loads of leaflets. And they, they they've set up a lot of points on Sunday as well. You can see that on our Twitter page where you can pick up your your free card to hold up. Just hold it up, Jordan, every corner, every throw-in, everything. Just just get it on TV as best you can and just let everybody know that we're not going to let this go. No chance. But right, we have a game of football on uh, Sunday as well, apparently. Um, Melinda, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about the team for a minute. Are you worried that this, in typical Everton fashion, this will get the, get us down, or are you confident that the team are on a bit of a run now and they won't be bothered about the points deduction and we can just take this momentum in and hopefully get a good result on Sunday? Honestly, I'm not. I'm not at all. Um, I think the players are much... I mean, us as fans, we're, we're up for this, but I think the players are much more up for this than, than, than we think they are. Um, I think they are hungry to get more points. I think they want to go on that pitch and prove a point. Um, you know, we've seen statements released from, I think it was, was it Kevin Thowell that released? Yeah. Yeah. Some statements, Calvert-Lewin has spoken up as well today um, about, of course, getting that news on the international break and then, you know, them coming back and training with each other. And um, they're basically just 
getting through it and good on them because that's obviously a very heavy blow for us as the fans. So I can imagine like they, those players have worked so hard for those points and to have them as taken away must feel like absolute crap. But I honestly think the squad that we've got, they've got a, a special little spark between them now. Um, Deitch has got them absolutely grinding out results. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be, I hope it's a, an absolute spanking of United on Sunday. I hope we absolutely spank them. Yeah, we deserve well, it. The players deserve it. And uh, it'll be the biggest F you to the Premier League. And I think that's exactly what they intend to do, those players. And it's exactly their intention. Yeah. Andy, Melinda's just touched on Sean Dykes there. Um, I know I've had my doubts about him at the beginning of the season. I'll hold my arms up and say, yeah, I did. But would you agree that not, there's probably not a better manager that we could probably have at the club for the situation we find ourselves in now? Yeah, I think it's... the best thing about the timing of this is I think really like gelled as a, a team. You can see, we've talked about it in the pod the last couple of weeks, but over the last like month, six weeks, you can see how much they love each other's success, how much they're enjoying playing with each other. There's a real togetherness there. And I think when you get situations like this, I think it's only going to enhance that. So I think, um, you know, I think as you touched upon there, I think Sean Dyche will be secretly licking his lips at this prospect. He knows our lives are going to be us. I think it's a situation that he knows that he personally can thrive in. And I think he believes in the players he's got around him as well that can thrive in this situation, a kind of us-against-the-world mentality. Um, and as I touched upon before, if we can use that to drive us and perhaps maybe pick up some results that we might not otherwise have got, and then we're successful with appeal and get the majority of these points back, it could end up us up a much stronger position than we might not have been. And uh, you can get the passport renewed and we can have a few beers in Croatia and do a Paddock Blues podcast on talk on next September. That'll do for me. Jamie, Sean Dyche is not going to pan like is he that haven't have been deducted 10 points, would you say? No. Uh, I think he'll just tell them to keep going exactly what they've been doing. I don't think he'll even let it. Let's not forget, Sean Dyche has taken over when we haven't even got an actual real board. Um <laughs> We haven't. We've got interim CEOs and interim yeah. chairmans, and he's just separated the pair of them, something that we've been waiting for a football manager to do for a while. He separated it and gone, lads, what are you worried about upstairs for? Win football matches. Um, so I think he'll keep doing that. The one thing I will say as well, Melinda, about the players, and Andy touched on it, these players cannot go, and he'll tell these, you cannot go hiding in these because that Goodison will find you out big time. If you if they think for one minute you're not running for this football club in a tower of need, you will be lynched. So I don't. I think his team talk's already done. I think you can just say to them, go out and do what you've been doing, but give everything for this football club because they'll back you 100%. And if you don't, they'll see it. And if they see it and you're not with them, the way when when they need you, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched on Carvalho Loon before. Um, and I just thought we've got to wrap this lad up and can't more now, haven't we? Because we're we are we're, we're in a relegation battle, whether we like it or not. Now, but it's uh, it's good to see Seamus Coleman back as well. Um, I think he'll be in the squad on Sunday. So just talk us through the game. I think we've got a really good chance, haven't we? Beating Manchester United. I mean, Absolutely. United are the for- United are actually the form team in the league, and I was speaking to a United fan in work last night. He was going, "Can't believe it," because you're saying we're absolutely yeah. shite, we're absolutely rubbish. But 
the grinds are not results in getting them, but yeah, just talk us through. We've got a good chance, haven't we? I think we do. Yeah, honestly. Um, I, as much as, you know, we really do need to protect Calvert-Lewin, we need him. I honestly think he is going to be um, such a leader for us on Sunday. I don't know why I have this feeling, but I, I think he'll score, to be honest with you. I definitely think he will. Um, he's stepping up for this for this club. And for me, he he's our number nine. Like, he's right there at the front shining for us. And I think he needs to lead this squad 100%. Um, if Coleman is back as well, fucking Ali's our captain like if, if there's there's no greater time than we need Seamus Coleman it's now <laughs> yeah. so I think um yeah I think we've got a really good shot yeah do we know anything about Anana has, has anything been mentioned about because I know we pulled out of the Belgian squad I'd, with yeah I think injury. he's unlikely yeah I think he's unlikely for this weekend but that's uh we'll probably, obviously we'll know more tomorrow when Dice is his press conference but yeah I think he's unlikely for this weekend mate yeah okay so yeah Paul, so everybody, well, go on, mate. Sorry, no, we just give out. What do you expect to see on Sunday? As I say, I, I've I've completely forgot that we were actually playing a game of football. I just thought we were <laughs> going to scream to scream at people. That's all. Ah. No, hey, what I'm expecting this good form. I just don't want it to have the adverse effect on us where we were like, oh shit, we had we have 14 points now. We've got four, but we're not cut adrift, and we can easily get out of it with a couple of good results. And it should galvanize everyone. It should be like, well, we'll show you. We don't need them points anyway. We'll get out of it and we'll, we'll finish comfortably in this league. So, as far as the footballing side is concerned, I'm not concerned at the moment. I think we've got a good little thing going on. And, yeah, they, they, they've got to feed off the Scudders and the crowd now. We've been, we've been complaining. Well, I've been complaining. Not like me to complain. Like, that the home form is, is not good enough. And if you can't get off at it now with 39,000 fans seething, then... Yeah. You're never gonna get up for it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the game actually. Um Sky Sports won't be, but I am. All I want to hear is chanting on Sunday is you can shove your ten points up your arse. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, and you broadcast that, you can play fake audios or whatever, whatever, if that's even real. I don't even know if they can can they actually even do that. Yeah, they did it, Jordan Colbert, didn't they? Oh yeah, of course they did. Just what is this like silencing people like gotta be going back to like the flipping like medieval times like this is so bad i can't be ass with them they're horrible people <laughs> but seriously you can shove your bloody 10 points up your ass we don't need them bye yeah, so we're not <laughs> we're not expecting any changes then are we if, if an honor's out it's going to be just a gay yeah who, who plays in this place isn't it i think that's the only change isn't it unless i've missed something i don't think as i say i'm not really up to date on anything that's going on with the actual everton team um, I think that I think that's it. It'd be an opinion whether it be Patterson or Young, but I think he's going to play Young anyway. Yeah. See, I go with Patterson again. Like I, I know I've said this a few times on the last few pods, but my gut tells me for some reason he's gonna he's gonna play Young. I think you're right, Jamie, but I wish he put Patterson in. Mm. No, yeah. that's what it is. I'm not Sean Dyche. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Get yourselves to Goodison Park early on Sunday. And just scream your heads off. This is our club. It's our family. It's our Everton. We shall not be moved. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.